0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The U.S. is in the midst of the second largest COVID surge since the start of the pandemic. A lot of people don't realize that it's going kind of under the radar. Uh, But uh, sometimes that can lead, of course, to long COVID, something we've heard a lot about, but there's a lot of mystery surrounding it, too. Dr. Philip Levy is professor of emergency medicine and associate vice president of translational science at Wayne State University. Thank you for the time.
2: My pleasure to be here.
1: What exactly is long COVID? What do we need to know?
2: That's a great question. Long COVID, I think a lot of people have heard about Uh, And it goes by a number of different names, but effectively long COVID is the persistence of symptoms after your initial episode of COVID. So you get the infection, then weeks and, and more likely months later, you start to experience or may persistently experience things like shortness of breath or confusion or fatigue. You may even have things like mood swings or difficulty sleeping or anxiety, things that you probably didn't experience before COVID. You got COVID and now they're lingering or persisting. And the concern here, obviously, is that can be quite disconcerting to people. If you're short of breath for months after COVID, you're not going to be too happy about that. And so we want people to be aware of what long COVID is and and know the things they might be able to do to prevent from from developing it.
1: So how does it affect Patient's quality of life—that's
2: an important uh, thing to, to recognize. So, if you develop persistent shortness of breath after having COVID, uh, you might not be able to do the things that you were doing before. Activities of daily living—it might be difficult to walk down the street, to you know, to go to the store. It might be tough walking your dog or you know, uh, lifting up your grandkids and and doing those types of things. It can also be very emotionally draining uh, to wake up every morning and feel confused to not be on top of your game. Uh, it might even lead to work. You know, workplace absence or difficulty working, you know, that millions of Americans because of long COVID are are not able to perform their jobs.
1: So are there people that are at a high risk for developing this? Yeah, absolutely. So foremost, the severity of the
2: COVID infection itself is is the biggest determinant of people who are going to develop long COVID. So people who've had uh, episodes of COVID where they were put into the intensive care unit, perhaps even on a ventilator, are more likely to develop uh, uh, persistent symptoms. And who develops severe COVID is also something we can look at, right? So people who have comorbidities, such as heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, they're more likely to get severe episodes of COVID, older individuals. And although we kind of maybe forget about this a little bit, people who are unvaccinated, so we know that about 90% of the country by this point has had COVID, but we know COVID keeps changing. There are different variants, and so we have to stay ahead of this. So if you got vaccinated once or twice or even three times earlier uh, in the pandemic, because the virus keeps evolving, it's important to stay on top and get updated vaccines so that you can protect yourself and hopefully uh, avoid you know, getting a severe episode of COVID and therefore avoid or reduce the risk greatly of getting long COVID.
1: Is there a best time to get a COVID vaccine?
2: Uh well the best time is uh you know it's always now right but i but i think digging deeper into that uh it's it's about 3 to 6 months after either your last uh, COVID vaccination or your most recent episode of COVID. And the reason for that is during the first three months or so, but several weeks after you get COVID uh, or get that initial vaccination, uh, your body has a very strong immune response and that starts to wane or dissipate over time, which uh, is not a good thing if you're trying to prevent infection, but it actually allows for a new vaccine to reprime or an updated vaccine to reprime that immune system. So waiting until everything kind of you know winds down a little bit from the recent infection or or your last COVID vaccination so that you can ramp things back up with an updated vaccination. And that's about three to six months. So vaccines.gov has been a a terrific resource from the early days of the pandemic and continues to be a a great resource. People can go there and get information on uh, current vaccines, things that may be coming down the road, information about COVID itself, information about long COVID and even resources in their local neighborhood where they can schedule a vaccine appointment.